I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beer. And the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And uh, here tonight, we have uh, sound engineer, Tom. Check one, two, check one, and two. And producer, Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Uh, the doctor's not here, though. Where's the doctor? The doctor On another vacation. He is on another yes. vacation. He's well, up. Are we doing it wrong? <laughs> yes. Uh, he's doing some, some uh, beer special hops up in uh, Lake Tahoe area again. He's just skiing. Yes. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And we, but we have more guests. And longtime listeners know there's something we have hope for. Uh, we weren't presumptuous enough to to to, have, to really be truly hopeful, but still, there's a little hope. Um, this is something we hope for from episode one in July. Uh, and I'll tell you what, last night, Joe, it was like um, when you're a kid, Chris, Christmas yeah, Eve. That's right. Couldn't sleep last night. Yeah. It was like a certain night in 1980 where I knew I was going to go see Empire Strikes Back the yeah. next day. <laughs> yeah. I I'm going to get a wink. Yeah. of sleep i was up this morning busy going over the script yeah. checking the beers to make sure the temperature was right i wanted everything to talent i need your help i can't even say it i'm so He's excited speechless. he is speechless for once so basically what we're saying here is that the empty seat that we've been holding since episode one, one tonight is filled so we want to welcome mike lopez thank you very much welcome mike. To be here. Yeah. mike and uh, along with mike his friend uh, joel monahan who we're going to get to know tonight as well hi there welcome mike welcome, and joel, joel. This is a big deal. It's kind of like when Jerry Glanville would have the seat for Elvis at the Atlanta Games. At the Falcon, yeah. But yeah. obviously much, much bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, guys, and thanks for making yeah. the trip yeah, over. Cheers. Thanks for pleasure. making it. Pleasure. And we are lucky enough to live in San Diego, California, America's finest city for craft beer with over 160 breweries within minutes to choose from. Joe's son asked me how many minutes just a few minutes ago. Yes, he didn't. It's a few minutes, but they're minutes. Uh, we know we're lucky. We want to share that good fortune with you as we taste great beers and share some stories along the way. And tonight is unique night, and it just made sense considering our guests. In fact, we've already gotten started. Hope you've cracked open and poured yourself a beer as well. And let's find out uh, what people are drinking. Talent, what are you drinking? So I picked uh, one of the Alesmith ones. It's uh, from their small batch series. It's their Coconut Rays, which is the Hell's Lager with uh, uh, coconut. And um, actually, I looked. I, I had had this before. Uh, very tasty. Uh, very refreshing beer. I don't get a whole lot of coconut out of it, but it's, uh, it's, uh, to me, it's a good way to start the evening. Start light? Yeah. All right. And Mike, what are you having? Um, I'm having the uh, IPA from Pint 9, Nebraska. Never, never had a beer from them so excited to try that it's pretty delicious we find it unique for mike yeah (laughs) look at us seven percent so it's great great taste and thanks to dave from iowa for sending that we saved that for mike we did (laughs) we saw you and joel what are you drinking i'm having the uh, worthy strata ipa from uh, bend oregon pretty sure i've never had anything from worthy before Worthy is a great place. If no. you ever get up yeah, to Bend, Oregon, that's where you want to go for dinner because they have a giant telescope. And, yeah, you go up and they have yeah. an observatory up there. They oh, have wow. a, the, the garden there. That's a neat place. That was yeah, a that gift was from Bill place. and Lisa in Bend, Oregon. Joe, what do you got? I'm drinking the G-Loves Special Sauce from Good Life Brewing Company in uh, Bend, Oregon as well. And so that was a gift a from Jeff at large. IPA, yes. And I picked it for the name. <laughs> and I've got uh, Revision Brewing Company's Distance Haze North Style Double IPA, 
which is really tasty. I'm, I'm very happy with my choice. Tom, what you got over there by the soundboard? I uh, hopped on the Good Life train with Padre over there. So it's I got a special sauce as well. It's uh, quite fruity. I like it. All right. Everybody's got a beer, so we can get rolling. Let's get going. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get our social media plugs out of the way. Uh, please keep sharing our podcast with your beer-drinking friends. Subscribe, like, follow us on social media. Please leave us a comment. We do look at them. We do take them seriously, and we appreciate them. Follow us on Twitter. I like beer, the Poe one. And I like beer, the talent, or Ta one. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at I Like Beer the Podcast. You message us through any of those formats or go old school and shoot us an email at I Like Beer the Podcast at gmail.com. And then you can always friend us on Untapped so we can toast you and, and uh, have some beers with you. And uh, we're at I Like Beer the Podcast and I Like Beer the Talent. And that, that's how we met Mike. Yes. <laughs> Although we never met you in person until <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah. <laughs> but we feel like we've known you for many, I, many I years. I really yes. do. Yes. I really do. And so, perfect. It's time to get to know our guests, Mr. Mike Lopez and Mr. Joel Manahan. We have some questions for you that we've been waiting a long time to ask. <laughs> so, I'll start up front, really, and what we'd always like you know, our guests to share is kind of your beer preferences and biases. So, you know, you know what do you love? What do you like? What do you steer away from? Uh, for me, it's um, Lambic style. Sour is number one for me. Uh, st- stouts. Yeah. Stouts are second, and actually IPA are, are third. Um, in an order preference and from a style things that I avoid I pretty much like you know have an appreciation for everything um, there's nothing that I really don't like in, in, as far as craft beer um, uh, big beer macro beer that's, that's a different story yeah, but right. as far as craft beer um, I, I pretty much enjoy all styles for in, in, the, in that context um, but definitely those three are, are my top uh, and in that order so Is there anything you just nah not, not having that no, or nothing you steer away from. No. You're not afraid of anything. I, not not macro really. I, mean, I told you. Hero. That's impressive. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Joel? Uh, similar. I mean, I'm pretty eclectic. I take just about anything as long as I haven't had it. If it's something interesting, sounds interesting to me, I'll, I'll try it at least once for sure. My first loves were stouts. When I first started getting into craft beer, stouts were like the first beers that I had. You know, like someone let me have a taste of one when maybe I wasn't 21 yet or something. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I was in another country where I would have, you know, it was legal fuzzy, but I was like, this is the first beer that I really liked. I was like, this is, this is beer. This is great. Those, so stouts were like the first ones. And then IPAs kind of came along later on. I got and specifically West coast style IPAs. And then after that, it's just everything. It's, um, I will say that with Mike, like lambics and gooses scratch an itch. Like once you have them, you're like, Oh, nothing else really like gives you the same like uh, experience that those do so once you kind of get on those then it's a little bit hard to it's a little bit hard to stop uh, joe, joe and tom are yeah. right with you but tom challenge and I've, i have had an open mind open palate and are learning i'm, yeah. learning. I'm, I'm yeah. starting to really enjoy them i'm like we like had a whole said, night of yeah. just sours yeah, i've got, had a couple tom's restaurants <laughs> where people look at me weird because i actually go and that's what i order now and like uh, you know they're what's your problem i said well i'm growing i'm growing <laughs> So about when did you first mm. get into the craft beer scene? And, and can you remember uh, one of those first wow beers where you just went, this is beer can taste like this? Yeah, for me, it was uh, 20 something years ago that the first time I had a Sam Adams, uh, mm. you know, if, mm. a, after dry, trying other beers that, again, not not knowing any better, but beers that everyone else was drinking. Um, first time I had a Sam Adams, it was it was like, wow, this is is, you know, flavorful complex a lot different than anything that i've had so for me that was it started there 
Um, but then, you know, just did the normal thing uh, throughout the time. But uh, probably the last seven years or so is when I really was able to get in the craft beer culture of, of meeting people and understanding, you know, appreciating what we have here in San Diego and then across the country through travels and whatnot. But um, so I'd say the last seven, eight years have been the, the most you know, significant from the standpoint of craft. But I started enjoying craft beer uh, 20-something years ago. Yeah. Thank so. you. Sam Adams. Cool. Uh, yeah, for me, I can't remember the, exactly when it was. The first time I had a Sierra, uh, like a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Right. This was back in Ohio. They got distribution out there. Yep. Common and, story and, uh, right here. <laughs> and I remember having it. I'm like, this is intense. This is super intense. I, my, my, my t- I felt like I just brushed my teeth with this uh-huh. beer or something. <laughs> but then, it, similar to Mike, it wasn't until maybe about seven years ago, right when I moved to uh, Southern California uh, um, through a roundabout way, I eventually wound up here. I wound up in Escondido, and I was at a grocery store, and I was looking at beer labels, and I was looking at Stone, and I was familiar with Stone because one of their co-founders, Greg Koch, is from Ohio, and so they got distribution out there, too. So I saw Arrogant Bastard Ale. I saw names that I recognized and beers that I liked, and then I was reading the label, and I was like, oh, Stone Brewery. Oh, Escondido, California. Hey, wait, that's where I live now. <laughs> I didn't know they were here. And I went, uh, and I'm sure, sure enough, I went up the hill, uh, and they were still doing free beer tours or free brewery tours right, up there. Yeah. And you got free beer. You got like 16 ounces of I four remember. different tasters. So I went up and I tasted through a whole bunch of stone beers, and that was the beginning of the, the that was the drop that pulled the waterfall for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great that's a place to start. <laughs> Thank you and for sharing. Stouts are definitely a gateway beer, so you could see how you <laughs> started with those. I still love them. Uh, yeah. We just did a stout night uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago, and it was it was one of my favorite of the drinking. Yeah, it was probably my favorite night of the drinking since we've been doing this. That was yeah. good. It was very good. Every, I, I like the porters a little better, but I think the stouts were fantastic. I, mean, well, I, like I thought we had some good good interesting stouts. And have, you ever had, have you had an oyster stout? Yes. yes, we just yeah. had a really good like oyster stout. And it took you guys two episodes to get through that too, yes. right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> did. Did. Oh, hey, he's been listening. <laughs> <laughs> I love that oyster stout. Yeah, did the rest of us did not? <laughs> I almost put the extra one in the in the. Mm. And I, no, I'm not sure. I'm not even sharing this with Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, so we have some messages from our listeners. You know how I like to bring the listeners uh, into the story with us. Um, We've appreciated the compliments, the likes, and the follows, and all of the accolades. Uh, We also recently have been hit with a couple of criticisms. So, Uh uh (laughs) really, which is good. It means it's uh, it's real. We people we wouldn't make up criticisms about ourselves. So, (laughs) so we'd like to address them, and uh, they're they're fair. Uh, We'd like to clarify a couple of them. To cut to the chase, three concerns have been brought to our attention. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay all three of them out and then get your guys' feedback on them. So the, the first is that we have a San Diego bias, particularly around our Beersies Awards. Really? Oh, so, wow. yeah, we'd like okay. to talk about that. All right. And then we've had some um, input about our beer ratings and how they relate to how other people rate beers. I, I would uh, just give one note that in our eighth episode named Gifted Beers, we do discuss our thoughts about um, how we're doing our rating and why mm. and... Um, so it'd be a, worth a listen to just check that out and see where our, our uh, sense of how to rate beers comes from. And then finally, our reactions to beers that are over 8% ABV. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Our manhood is being called into question a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, a little bit. <laughs> fair enough. That's fair. So uh, our San Diego bias, our beer rating methodology, mm-hmm. and our reaction to beers over 8%. Uh, sure. Talent, you want to start us off? 
So I would say on the first one, obviously, San Diego bias is going to be natural. Um, everyone should be real proud of where they're from. And uh, this is where most especially of us, if it's San Diego, especially if it's San Diego. And most of us have grown up here. Um, obviously, it's a, a tourist destination for people to come and drink beer. So I think uh, when you look at it from that standpoint, I think we'd put our beers up against anywhere in the country. Um, but that being said, I think we've shown ourselves to be very open to uh, other areas. We, we visit, we travel when we can. And, and um, we actually ha- started this because of our beer, travels. <laughs> because of our beer travels, you know, and then obviously, I think when we talk about our beers, the awards, uh, we, we wanted to talk about this first year, we actually talked about that. And we said, No, it's things that we've had and, and tried on the podcast so um hopefully as year two and we if we continue with this going forward and uh things go well in year two you'll start to see a a much wider spectrum of beers that we look at with that and that said we've had beers from canada yeah a a number of beers from canada and washington yeah Uh, we've covered lots of oregon and four different trips to oregon uh all up and down california and when you think about california and the size of california i mean that's that's huge we had a whole episode on just the tahoe beers right uh, we've had beers from Iowa and Nebraska, and Rhode Island's just, up just rolled in, in, and soon. Seattle's rolling in. So, right. you know, considering that, uh, you know, our what's our actually Joe might give us maybe we shouldn't do this on the air, but our update on our travel budget is it still where it was last yeah, in still, 2019? It's still, it's still the same, but they're not offing us this year. Okay, it's still zero. It's still zero. It's All right, so it's still out of our own pockets. We, we got to go home to the wives and say, yeah. hey, how much money can we use? Right. To like us to podcast in your city. Yeah. <laughs> but we do fun over all things San Diego. Yes, That's true. Yeah. And but we want to hear about the great beers, breweries, stories from your neck of the woods as well. So hit us up with a message. Let's get a beer exchange going. Uh, gather a six-pack of your best. We'll send you some from our uh, San Diego microbreweries, especially up here in North County where you don't see them out, out around the country as much. Um, you know, We've been able to hear a lot about uh, beers throughout the country and also meet some people and hear their stories by branching out to our listener friends. So let's add you to the ILB team and let's yeah. get a beer exchange like going. You want, you want time. to tell us how great your beers are from where you're at? Send us some. Yep. There you go. <laughs> and we'll probably agree with you. I bet we will because, yeah. you know, we're really just about great beer. And yeah. I think great beer can be brewed in a lot of places. So and I think that kind of ties into or flows into the beer rating system. I think we hit that in that earlier episode for us is that, uh, um, you know, we don't. My thing on it is, is I think everybody has their natural bias, how they like beer and what they like. And what I like doesn't mean you're going to like it and vice versa. Um, and, and really, it's it's for me, I use. Uh, untapped in terms of rating on untapped more for myself than, than anything else. And so it's so that when I go somewhere or someone offers me something, I can say, Oh, I've already had that. I really liked it or I didn't like it. Um, and then I'm rating across style. So for me, if I'm giving it a four, that's, and I'm drinking a Porter, that's how I rated across porters, not as opposed to, you know, all beers. Um, and again, I, I don't know that I've ever not tried a beer because someone gave it a low score or I've tried something because someone gave it a high score. I've tried to, again, keep an open mind, try it and evaluate it for myself. And, and, uh, and I think that's kind of how I use it. I think that's how we, we all kind of use it. Speaking for myself, I'm entirely too old to go into a, a beer rating app and, and let someone else tell me if I'm going to like a beer or not. Right, right. <laughs> I, I want to make my own decision about it. And But I also look at my other friends and see how they've rated yeah. things. And I'll say, well, let's see. It's a Mexican lager. And Talent gave it a 5.0. So yeah. it's a 3.5 yeah. Mexican yeah. lager yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Sure. It's a sour. Get... And Joe gave it a 4.75. It's going to yeah. be a... Three seven five for me, <laughs> for sure. and uh, you know that's all fair. That's how we uh, the Sierra Nevada bump. You know, with oh, Tom. Sierra Nevada anything, bump. Anything Everything's a point five up if it's Sierra if Nevada, it's Sierra Nevada. So, if not more. So, yeah. Mike and Joel, how do you you use your Untapped, and how do you guide your your rating of a beer? S- similar to what Jeff said about you know I, I'm rating on style. 
Um, and I, I was funny that I was telling the guys a story. I had somebody um, recently that I, I friended on Untapped, and uh, they go like, "I think my average is four point one or four point one three or something like that." And they go, "You know, you, you rate everything really high." I go, "No, I, I just I only." try to drink really good beer (laughs) i mean you know so it's it's a balance of that but um i try to be fair i I, i'm gonna we within our group i'm probably gonna be a 0.25 higher than everybody else on certain things um generally speaking but yeah i'm rating on style i mean uh, what what does bother me is is somebody goes i I, you know taste a sour and goes i hate sours well then don't rate it then right right right. if you don't like sours don't rate rate it based on the fact that you don't like sours because right. that's not the beer's fault right, right. yeah so um and there are times too where I, if i drink pick up a beer that's old you know or i'm served a beer that's older and it doesn't i'm not going to rate it because it's it's not it's the not a brewery, brewery's fault of, yeah. you know that oh right this yeah, restaurant, restaurant served it or right. whatever yeah. that kind of thing but generally speaking um yeah i'm gonna rate it based on the style of beer and you know my affinity for it and and to your point, too, Jeff, is that I'm rating it for myself. I'm not. Right. Yeah. I'm not rating for anybody else. Right. Yeah. I'm not looking at anybody else's. I mean, we we'll look and see what our friends rated rated it, but uh, I'm not making decisions or making my decision based on you know what everybody else is doing. Or and I hope uh, people about your friends our podcast do you, to do that. What's that? Do you rate your friends based on how they rate their beer? <laughs> <laughs> is the converse true? <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Uh, for me, I first started using Untapped just as a way of cataloging the beers that I was yeah, having because yeah. yes. I, I used to, I had like a physical notebook. I would write things down. I would take notes to myself. Untapped doesn't give you a whole lot of characters with which to write anything much pithy about a beer. You know, you can't go through all of the different you know, aroma and, and, and mouthfeel and all the different stuff that you would want to go through. But I, that's what I started using it for. And then um, as we started doing more and more like bottle share, sharing, um, it became more of a communal social aspect. There was much more of a communal right. social aspect yeah, yeah, to, totally. to it. Uh, following each other, seeing seeing someone, you know, checking in uh, at a beer, you know, downtown at Toronado and be like, hey, why didn't you tell me like that's on tap? <laughs> oh, we've done that you to know, each other before. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't think I've ever gotten any criti- I've I've had some chiding criticisms right. from a few people just for I think they were just po- poking fun yeah. right. at, at ratings and the sa- same similar thing like I don't rate a beer especially if something's wrong with the beer like if I'm like I think that something went off with this I'll make a note like I'm not going to rate this because it's seems like it's probably not what it was intended or supposed to be but if I get something weird from a beer I'm totally putting in there if I say this beer tastes like you know spicy Cheez-Its or something that's going in there <laughs> yeah. and every now and again I've had breweries like reach out to me and they're like you know what actually like this tasting note you got is a product of this thing that happened that we didn't know you know and I've had some interesting like actually that's fine. dialogue that's with that? some of the breweries so, you know I'm going to pick that up the Joel rule if I rank it low I'm going to put why that's a good plan yeah. not, not that I don't like the style because but, that was my fault now, for ordering but, it <laughs> but the funny part about this I had a, there was a brewery last time when I was up in the Bay Area and I went to this, the brewery and it was a brewery just opened so it was the first time I went there and I had a bunch of their beers but I had one of their beers most of their stuff was pretty decent but i had one of their beers and i gave it like a 3.5 which to me wasn't that bad and they actually replied back to me it's like haters gonna hate that was their, <laughs> yeah. that was their reply <laughs> back to me. well back in episode eight you'll realize that a three to us is not a bad beer yeah, right. it's an okay beer it's yeah, all right it's a good beer it's better that, than that Coors. Style, it better wasn't than my better. favorite of that style that i'd had but it was just funny that that was their they response was haters yeah. gonna hate so i, I will say <laughs> that there was a brewery in fresno where they had the untapped board where you, yeah 
and as you logged in the beer, it immediately popped up your yeah, name yeah, and what you rated it. Yeah, and I had that. just introduced myself oh, to the brewer, rough. and he'd given me a little tour, and everything got a bump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really just couldn't sit there with him yeah. tasting the beer. And I thought, why didn't I just check these in after I right. left? That's because funny. my there's my, you know, yeah. there's the I like beer icon yeah. And, yeah. and the brewer looking up every time I taste one to see what I like. <laughs> yeah. Smart I on did, their part, yeah. And I felt, I felt like, I cheated because everything, yeah. everything got a everything got a Sierra Nevada bump it didn't deserve. <laughs> <laughs> so and then on, on the last thing about the beers like the the eight point eight percent ABVs I don't think that it's that we're opposed to it I think a lot of times our comments are that hey that's very smooth for a beer that's of that percentage yeah, cool. um, I think we've become you know as we all are you know I hate to admit it but as we're all now moving into our fifties uh, or I don't early think 50s, Joel is early fifty Joel <laughs> yeah. isn't I don't yeah. Joe isn't either Padre's still a young man he's still running he's marathons so he can drink whatever but, he wants but uh, you can't go out there and have as many eleven percenters and and yeah uh, no, and, and truly true. enjoy them and and that kind of stuff that way so I think that that's part of that it's uh, and I think one of the things even you brought up the other day when we were doing the stouts with like say for a Russian or an imperial stout those are more for sipping right and it's not the Dessert. hey the, it's not the porch pounder that you're just gonna you right. drink a ton of these because it's it's hot out in the summertime and I, and I think that's important as well so I don't think it's it, it's anything that we have anything against them it's just that's well, as you get older and as your style you know your taste change uh, you start to look for some different things maybe in your beers and for me I, I don't particularly like beer that that's what I would call boozy yeah what I like about beer is that it's not whiskey or, or cognac or you know anything like that so when a I don't mind a 9-10% if it's got that smoothness to it yeah. and they've contained um, you know the vapors, the, the booziness. <laughs> but yeah. the ones that I can't, even if it's a six five, if it's it's a boozy six five, it, it just doesn't fit my what Your I taste li- profile. Yeah, yeah, what I yeah. what I care for. So there's also a thing that we usually tape on Tuesday night. That's a good point. That's a va- very valid point. <laughs> With a very early Wednesday morning call to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sometimes that yeah, that's in one the, of our biases. In the I guess summer, I would you'll say. see us be much more reasonable about ten ten percent of bring it on. Yeah, that's a good point. So. So how about our guests? The ABV on beers, how much attention do you pay to it? What's your... I, I mean, I will pay attention to it in the sense that I'll, you know, I'll make a note of it. Uh, I, I, will, I will say for a while I gravitated towards higher gravity beers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think I can remember going, there's a local uh, tavern nearby called uh, Sublime Ale House. Yep. Yeah. And I uh, went in there one night and they had... Uh, couple of things they had something from i think it was bourbon county brand barley wine one of the hmm. you know i don't know how many years ago this was but you know it was like 13 14 percent and i was like oh i was attracted to that i'll try that i'll try a taster of that um but generally speaking other than the fact that you know every now and again you'll get a beer that has an abv on it and you're like i don't know I'm not sure what the labeling laws or what, what happened with the readings on this one you might be a little skeptical stroke your chin a little bit mm-hmm. um there was a kerfuffle with the brewery in Indiana recently where they were uh, producing these uh, like fruit smoothie kind of style beers and they were blending fruit puree with the okay. base beers and they weren't exactly calculating the ABV right, like <laughs> like not very close at all. <laughs> so it would say 8, 8% on the can and uh, some labs did some testing and it was like 3%, 3% or something. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So. That's what we call false advertising. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're dealing with that. Right? Yeah, ABV, uh, I mean, I'm not necessarily looking at it 
whether I'm going to drink it or not. And, right. and then we like a lot of barrel aged beers. Um, and we, we enjoy a lot of barrel aged beers, which are going to be higher in ABV. But again, we're not chugging them either. We're not right. drinking, right. you know, right. full port, full 16 ounce pours of those type yeah. of things. Just and that's something taster. I've had to learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's because yeah. I've never behavior. been a sipper and I'm learning to sip. So yeah. that helps you appreciate mm-hmm. the big boys. Yeah. Sure. So our ratings, so absolutely true. Our ratings don't always line up with untapped or beer advocate. We do know that that's not how we rate beer or even why we rate our beer. So please don't look to us to tell you what you could just look up for yourself. We, you know, our biases, that's our first get, uh, question of guests. What are your biases? So we, hmm. so we can kind of set that in place and you know, we're about the stories around them. So who cares how much, how, what the ABV is, what's the story that goes with it. That's yeah. what I want to hear. Yeah. Higher ABV, better the story. <laughs> that is true, though. That is true. So, says the guy with two Mexican jail stories. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. There is that. But we do appreciate the feedback yeah. and yeah. keep them coming. Sure. You know, I don't want to make excuses or, or you know, I'm not putting unboxing gloves on this. I just think those are fair critiques. Yeah. And you know, we're we started this in July. So if we haven't traveled all over the country, we started this in July. Good point. <laughs> and we've got lots and lots of plans. And I hope we hear from Mike some places that we should definitely put on a list before the night's out. Um, so back to our guests. So I got another good question for both you guys here is, is, uh, what, what would be your, your go to, what are some of your go to San Diego area breweries? And, oh, way to steer away from the San Diego well, bias. I say we go first there and then we'll say, okay. And then what are some of the yeah. regions we should check out? And but what I, are the worst yeah, beers the in other places? Yeah, let's steer right into <laughs> that. There. But let's, let's start let's, crash over there. Let's, let's stick with San Diego for a second. And just, what are some of your go to San Diego breweries? Sure. Well, for me, um, you know, locally, uh, I'm. I was very sad when Toolbox went out because uh, we're talking about sours mm. and that sort of thing. Um, so they, I used to enjoy them quite a bit. Um, uh, Lost Abbey is yeah. is a favorite of mine, not just for proximity, but again, style of beers, sours mm. and stouts, and and um, Ale Smith as well. Uh, it, again, it's that's a that's a tough question yeah, for yeah, San Diego, yeah. Yeah. just because. Yeah. There's, you could choose. See? You could you could choose. You know, I one brewery for one for one particular beer that you right. enjoy, right? Yes. And it could. And there's nothing like. It's, you can enjoy it at home, but there's nothing like drinking it at the at, at the at, at the tasting room, right at the tap room. And San Diego's so big. Um, you know, it's again North County versus you know exactly in, the, in that Biramar area, or you're down south, and there's some great breweries down in, in San Diego uh, Central and. We've been actually going out to Alpine and some places like that. We've yeah. had some good times with some some of those ones yeah. that are a little more of a hike for us. Boy, we're impressed and, with what Coronado's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great stuff. They've been around for a long time too. Uh, and one of my favorite breweries in in town is doesn't even have a you know doesn't even have a tasting room or or uh, is Horace Agedales um, here in Oceanside, but you know they don't they distribute uh, selectively by, by uh, online sales and that sort of thing, and they have a club. But this, this type of, the type of beers and the stouts that they're brewing are, are pretty tremendous. So uh, s- s- excited for them. And hopefully at one point they will have a, a tasting room and that we can all go and enjoy. Because that's, that's the number one question people always ask me that are coming to town. Hey, yeah. can, I, can I go to, to Horace? And I go, no. Yeah, no. It's not happening. It's not happening. You if can't. You, if you come in, well, I can't either. But, don't, yeah. don't say you that. Don't that crash our, yeah. our mm. illusions. Uh, so, <clears throat> Joel. Uh, well, yeah, it's a super tough question, uh, being in America's finest city. And um, I would say the modern times is like number one. Uh, they're doing mm. just everything. Yeah. They're doing canned Doppelbox. They're doing Pilsners. They're doing 
crazy pastry stouts. They're doing giant like ceramic and foray, like fermentation vessel, like rustic style ales. They're doing all sorts of just super interesting things and they do it all really well. I think, I mean, they had some bumps in the road when they were first getting started. This was a few years back and now they just seem to be producing a super high quality output across the board. Cool people, cool names, great, great graphics design. Yeah, great not that graphics. that, not that that has anything to do with the taste of the beer, but, um, but it makes total the, package. The the package. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the whole package yeah. deal They yeah. They have a cool uh, whole ethos too. Um, uh, and it's, yeah, it's hard to pick other places. I would like, if people come to San Diego, I actually usually point them in the direction of Burgeon, which is in Carlsbad. Mm. No. Um, those guys are wonderful. Uh, Anthony used to brew for uh, Stone, and then he, uh, he went he brewed somewhere else that I'm totally spacing on <laughs> too. Um, there's just too many places to pick. Yeah, uh, Pizza yeah. Port. I always yeah. tell people to go to Pizza yeah. Port. Pizza Port's a great place. Yeah, awesome. Terrific. Yeah, I went there the other day, and they had a beer that was made with water blessed by a priest. You know, and I'm yeah. like Joe. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Joe. I'm a fan. <laughs> Joe's met so. the Pope. I have met the Pope. Yeah, uh, so that's, that's which one? Well, we didn't. Uh, yeah, the current one. Yeah, yeah, not the, current, the one that current. got fired. Yeah, not yeah. the one that got fired. Yeah. <laughs> Cut that, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll just put a snippet so, in to explain the whole thing. So then, as a follow, I'm gonna give you a follow up then on that one. Mm. And, it's, it's, and I know you guys have done some traveling. So what are some other areas that you you enjoy going to in terms of you know some highlight areas for for brewery scenes? Um, well, right now I, I have a client. I, I do business consulting, like I mentioned to you earlier off the off the air. Yeah. Um, so I travel to D.C. once a month. Uh, so I, there's a couple of places that I always enjoy there. Uh, it's a place called Church Key, um, ah. which has <laughs> tremendous, tremendous tap selection um, and just a great vibe. And also uh, the sister restaurant of theirs is called The Sovereign, which mm-hmm. is uh, 100% Belgian-style beer, Belgian and Belgian-style beer um, with tremendous food there. So those two places in, in, um, in D.C. in particular – and then there's a bunch of other, a bunch of other great places. Uh, St. Louis is another favorite of mine, where I've had had clients in the past, and and now I'll travel there just for beer. Uh, <laughs> there and, you go. Wow. Um, uh, occasionally, and uh, side project is a is is side project and Prenier are, are two are two breweries there that are uh, some of my top favorites. So you put that on the list, a place to visit. St. Yeah. Louis. Um, yeah, that, that's really just interesting. For beer, yeah. Yeah. So I sat at a a brewery in um, San Antonio. And the guy next to me is from St. Louis. He says he comes to Texas to drink beer because the, the beers are terrible in St. Louis. So he just doesn't know where to he go. He doesn't know where to yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. Which now, that I did being talk said, to him for a little while. That, that's believable. That being said, <laughs> I, Austin is uh, one of my favorite places to visit. Yeah. I, we have very good friends there, and, and um, I try to get there at least a couple times a year. Uh, but there in particular, um, Jester King uh, is a brewery that, that uh, does mostly barrel-aged sour, sour beers. And um, it's, you know, this out in the middle of nowhere kind of a, a farm it, it is a farm actually and just a it's just a tremendous experience but the beers are amazing and then uh, a couple of my favorite beers to drink like a pills and a half of ice and are uh, are from uh, live oak brew uh, brewery out in uh, austin too so just love it um and there's again i mean so that, many different places yeah, yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. but uh well, Mike went with the capital of the Union, and I'm going to go with the former capital of the Confederacy, <laughs> Richmond, Virginia. Yes. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away. Uh, yeah, just a really cool beer town. Yeah, Lots of stuff going on. It's blown up over the last few years. There's a, uh, there's a restaurant out there called Mekong, and um, mm-hmm. the owner of it, his name is An, and he 
formed, he opened on the backside of the restaurant a brew pub called The Answer, but it's, his name is A-N on, so it's The That's Answer fun. or The Answer, depending <laughs> on how snooty you want to be about, yeah. about it. Uh, and they're producing all sorts of really cool, um, all sorts of really cool beers. One of the things that they did that was really interesting was they took uh, other, uh, they took a base, I think they were taking Frederick H. from the brewery up in Placentia, out here in Southern California, and they were uh, randalizing it and doing other things to it and basically adding fruit, and they were crowlering these things. Wow. Um, and they were calling them, um, what, were, what were their names for them? They had, uh, well, they, they designed the crawlers. They ended up changing the design of the crawlers to be like a, a wad of dynamite. Because <laughs> if you didn't uh, drink them, they, w- they might explode. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them cold, yeah. But yeah. Uh, they kind of pioneered some of these like crazy like uh, popsicle fruit weird beer hybrids that the, the, bre- the brewery yeah. actually was like, hey, you're using our base. We can do that. So they actually started their brewsicles off of that. Mm. Uh, there's a brewery out there called The Vale. Mm-hmm. Um, the head brewer there, where, where did he apprentice at? He apprenticed at Cantillon in uh, Hill Farmstead. Yeah. Cantillon is in Belgium. Hill Farmstead's up in Vermont. Vermont. It's, he's got kind of like a, a great pedigree. They're producing all sorts of really great beers. They do, I think, can releases every Tuesday. Um, there's a lot that's going on in the area, too. There's a, there's a little brewery called Aslan. There's, um, there's like a farm house, like a, like a full farmstead brewery called Licking Hole Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, uh, what else is Hardywood? out there? Hardywood. Hardywood, yeah. Someone told me they found Hardywood on the shelf out here in San Diego. Hmm. I think Trader Joe's got some of the some of the base the uh, gingerbread. Gingerbread, yeah. So they make a gingerbread stout that's really good. Yeah. Sounds like a you're always trying to find something yeah. amazing yeah. at Trader yeah. Joe's. He's like, boring, boring, boring. What they have that? <laughs> I think he they, mentioned Vermont. I mean, one of the most amazing experiences was to go to Hill Farmstead Brewery in Vermont, and also. Um, who makes uh, the Alchemist? Yeah, Alchemist. Yeah, Alchemist. Alchemist. That um, was one of the ones mentioned from. Yeah. Uh, so those two, but in particular, same thing. Hill Farmstead is a farmstead out in the middle of nowhere. That the day yeah, we went, we cool. experienced snow, sleet, and rain to get there, <laughs> literally. And then you have to drive this muddy road to get there, and you know, and it opens up at noon. We got there like eleven thirty, and right at noon. You know, everything chilled out. The sun came, sun out. came out. It was, yeah. it was just, yeah. just an amazing experience. But then the beers were even, you know, even more. So that's very cool. Um, so yeah, so a lot of places to check out. Always. Yeah. You know, yeah, I've never cool. been to Lost Abbey right down the street. You have you not? Haven't? No, oh, I've never Abbey. been to Lost we need, Abbey. We need to go. No, we should, yeah. And now yeah. that I'm learning to embrace the funk, I'm ready to go have mm-hmm. some that Belgians. Sounds good. All right. You are ready. I, yeah. Yes, I wasn't ready You've before. Too much. I was too much into the hop, but now I'm ready for the funk. <laughs> Sounds like a song. I won't, say, I won't say which one, but there was definitely one for the doctor in his list. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. right. Uh, well, I think you've covered my next question yeah, about checking sorry, all I, over I, the country. I, yeah. I stole your, your yeah, question. You did, yeah. Well, you're, you're welcome to it. Now, Tom, I know you've had a question you've been dying to ask, too. Tell us about Tuesday night. What is it? Tuesday Night Beer Society. Tuesday Night Beer Society. Yeah. I'll, I'll, let Joel lead, yeah, I'll let Joel lead this because he's a founding member of that. It's, oh, it's one of those founder. things every Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, it's just like ding, 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 ding on Intap from you guys. Just, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, we just, I mean, it was an idea that was proposed to me, I think, by our mutual friend, Sean. He was like, you know what we should do, guys? We, should, we all like beer. Let's get together and drink beer, like and make it Sean, like a regular awesome, thing you know Sean's a good man yeah and we're all Sean. like what night of the week do we not have much going on and he has kind of odd hours at his job he worked for the government and so he was like tuesday night's good for me let's do tuesday night so we set it to be tuesday nights initially we did it every other week because we were like ah, oh, we don't need to meet you know every week every would be week. way too much eventually it became apparent that the, it, we needed to it meet needed every, to week, every week yeah. and it needed to be a consistent thing so that's really what 
uh, I think helped us was just having it be consistent because uh, uh, people, you know, not everybody wants to come every single week to a bottle share on a Tuesday night. You know, it's a school. <laughs> I night, know. You know. I know at least four people that would yeah. like to. <laughs> anytime you guys are invited. <laughs> yes. Anytime. So over the years, it just uh, it kind of grew from a bunch of people who are like beer and wanted to drink it together. And it started to just kind of attract into the orbit just more and more people who already who are also like-minded and it's definitely the source of a whole lot of like long-lasting relationships now a lot of great connections um it's it's to the point now where for me because i organize most of them uh, i can look at my calendar and i don't have to i could just take my hands off and do nothing and people will hit me up and be like all right let me let's get together and drink beer you know and there's always events that are happening in san diego if you've ever been here any weekend you come here it could be the middle of like the worst coldest month of the year and there's 60 degrees yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not horrible sunny all day horrible weather and there'll be like three beer festivals that same yeah, day you know true. um so it's the kind of thing that's just opened up a whole new like community of people and everybody in craft beer you already know this i think is like you meet the most generous people yeah, most definitely you're, you're you're basically people who are walking the same direction down a road and you bump into each other like hi we're going the same place cool let's go and you walk together yeah, and you, cool. you end up getting to share a lot of great experiences and a lot of great beers from around the world. How long we we would love to come that? out on a Tuesday night. How six, long you guys been doing that? Six and a half years. That's oh, impressive. That's awesome. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. And that's and that's the other dynamic is that, you know, for for us, beer is is about people, it's about community, mm-hmm. it's about connection. And um, when those first started, it was a small group, so we would actually rotate each other's houses. We go to each other's houses, and then it got to a point where it's a little bigger. Sometimes we'll still do backyards and that kind of thing. Um, and had you know different local restaurant type situations uh, or places open up there, you know, allow us to have it there. But at the end of the day, it was it was about the beer, but it wasn't. It was about right. the it's community about the and the connection and, and just yeah. enjoying each other's company and then meeting a lot of new people. Um, you talked about Untapped. One of the main sources of, of connection is is through Untapped and Instagram. I've met people from all over the world. And virtually at this point, you know, I can go to any place in the country and, and have, share a beer with somebody. That's pretty Because yeah, I've met really them cool. and I've met some of the, you know, some of the, my, my best friends in beer through that. And, that's very uh, cool. And uh, same same thing happened in, in D.C. Now yeah. when I go to D.C., they, they have it ongoing, but there's a Tuesday bottle share group there. And so when I'm in town, I get to share with all my all my friends there in, in the D.C. and Maryland, uh, Virginia, Northern Virginia area. So it's 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 all about that. But Tuesday Night Beer Society started as as a, a love of beer, but has become a community of people that just you know enjoy 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 this com- each other's company, and most importantly, had some like he said, long lasting, deeper friendships. So, That's and nice. categorically, you guys are anytime, anyone, any Tuesday you want to come, you are <laughs> right, more, than, right. more than welcome. So. <laughs> so, guess what? We we yeah. just got invited yeah. to Tuesday Night Beer Society, yeah. and last month to Rick Chapman's boat. Yeah, that is true. Coronado yeah, Brewing. Right. Those, those things have happened, and they are recorded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, uh, we couldn't agree more that beer is yeah. a social beast, and, yeah, and that's something we've. That's what we realized on that beach in Mexico when we came up with the podcast ideas. It's the stories and the friendships um, that that come out and are and blossom because of the the beer, not not just uh, hey let's let's give the ingredients to let's read you the can on this thing, you know, mm-hmm. which is what a some podcasts do. If that's your thing, go get it. <laughs> Listeners, boy, have you been patient. It's time for toast, roast, and pour one out. And we have our 
first we need to open up a unique here yeah, too yeah. and so this is a early part of the gift exchange Ooh, nice um this is from harlan brewing company I just opened a few months ago and in san diego this is the black cobbler ale which i picked out for joe i like it already i like the color of it joe yeah, this is, you're gonna yeah. call. this is so it, harlan that's the one is that the aren't they going to be opening up or are they opening up in encinitas it's a St. Archer guy. They just opened yeah, up. they just opened up. Yeah. I think I saw that on Instagram this morning, actually, that they're open up in, in Encinitas for Del Mar. You were just there. Joel was just there for... How were you? I was, yes. Well, uh, the, the location I was at is their whole brew house, Yeah, uh, which is in like um, Rancho Bernardo area, I want to okay. say. Okay. Yeah, it's off uh, uh, Carroll Canyon Road. Yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a huge space. They clearly picked it with the idea that they're going to grow. Expand, yeah. yeah. There's a whole lot of just empty space. There's a bunch of people playing cornhole in the brew house and stuff. Right. When I That's was in Rancho Bernardo. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then, So what's an incident? Is it just a tasting room then? Yeah, they open up a tasting, tasting room, room and, and they're, yeah, okay. they're right there. My son's work is right across the street. So he says, well, I go to Harlan like three times a oh, week. Convenient. That's where we all go now. <laughs> but he's been very impressed. So he picked this up for me to bring tonight. Good. So yeah. cheers. Uh, cheers. 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 So... Joel, it's not a unique for you, obviously, if you were just there. Is this it? This is a unique for me. It was not, a, I did not try this. It was a limited release, and they put out a thing on Instagram saying, hey, we've got a, how many cans of this? And I called my son at work and said, at lunchtime, go get this. If you have to wait till lunchtime, go get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blackberry, graham cracker, Tahitian vanilla, cinnamon, and just a little coffee in there that not even enough for the I don't taste the, the talent can't even, even notice the, the coffee. coffee this is fantastic and it's a sour yeah it's it's delicious. Delicious. no no I, I, I think this is, is I put this right there my, my other my other favorite sour is that that uh, was it the Tahitian uh, tiki sour the tiki, tiki. sour or tiki, tiki, sunset. Tiki, tiki sunset tiki sunset that's, that's right it. thank yeah. you I put this right there with that yeah, I, 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 I really enjoy it so we're talking about how to rank a beer for me this is and again I didn't look it up. I don't know what anybody else marked this thing. But to me, this is in that four or five range. This is, to me, just a delicious beer that it, it's the depth of winter here. I think it <laughs> got to 65 degrees today. Yeah, so, yeah, But yeah. if it was summer oh, it's where it was 72 burning. degrees this would be, uh, all day long, yeah, yeah. right? No, so have one with very... breakfast and just continue throughout yeah. the day. I... And the coffee collaborator on this is Mostra Coffee, mm. also from uh, Rancho Bernardo area. Notorious coffee uh, roastery for collaborating with breweries yeah, around the whole smart. country yeah. oh really mm-hmm. yes interesting. No, I, I like like for me see i'm not, i don't drink coffee so and i don't mind it in my beers but i'm you know when it's overwhelming the the tent that that tends to take away from it for me i i don't really taste i can i can get the hint of the, the finish, coffee yeah. uh, on it but it doesn't it's not overwhelming to me i like i said i think this is this is a, a very very good beer it's similar to that mickler uh, raspberry blush yes. mm-hmm. exactly it's really yeah good. that's exactly yeah. what i was yeah. thinking exactly. but i can get a little bit of that graham cracker in there too which yeah I the graham cracker is fun mm-hmm. How about you guys? What, what you rate it for us? In uh, your opinions, for me, this would be a four two five. Four two five. Yeah, I'm changing mine to four two five. Me too. Yeah, no. <laughs> are we are we better friends if I'm four two five? No, <laughs> no, we're not. It might be a four or a four two five for me. I actually think I want to let it warm up more um, yeah. uh, in my hand. I'm, I'm holding a stemless glass here, and I am deliberately trying to heat it up in my hand to get uh, some open up more of the flavors. Got it. What do right. you think, Tom? I'm right there with you guys. It's a it's a four something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> four two five, maybe so, four five. So can we say this beer is so good? I think I it. I think we can. 
Once it hits your lips, it's so good. <laughs> Thank you, Will Ferrell. Yeah. Why? It's he just waits in the back of the yeah, room does, until yeah. we get until we get there, right? I was wondering oh, what he was here for. Yeah. <laughs> the doctor's been promising him that he'd show up here live one of these days. So we're waiting. All right, well, you can go now. Yeah, so yeah. well, you know what? Thanks, Will. Stick around. Yeah, We've got three you. more beers. Yeah. Uh, back to the corner with you with your Milwaukee's uh, old Milwaukee. Old Milwaukee, yes. Right. <laughs> no, you can't have any. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Toast, roast, and pour one That's out. Good. Now that we have a beer. We need a beer to toast with. So I want to give a quick toast to Joe and Tom for the work they did. And we don't usually do self-congratulatory toasts, although we've done a several roasts of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, but for the work you guys did on that recent interview with Joel for Mother Earth Brewing, uh, it's amazing that we were able to get that done. And by we, I mean you. Uh, we had no power. Power went out. We had battery issues. We were in the dark. Yeah. The sound was off. We could barely hear some of us. Mostly me. Um, mostly yeah. the talent, which is very important to hear the talent. Yeah, he doesn't say much, but when he does, it counts. <laughs> it's important. Joe somehow captured that. Tom worked his magic. And when you listen to it, you can't. And, and then the rain was coming down, and they were bringing in pallets. Yeah, it was, um, it was a mess. Uh, Tom worked his magic. You can't tell when you listen to it. And, of course, Joel did a fantastic job right. going over the history of Mother Earth and how they go about their business. So it would have been such a shame to lose that. So toast to you two. Cool. Thank you. Cheers. Great job, Jeff. Should we share that I spilt beer all over them? <laughs> did you pick up those glass clink sounds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's people like you, the little people mm-hmm. that really make this podcast work. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I just watched Christmas Vacation, so sorry. <laughs> I also, for we a, know our place. We know yeah. our place. <laughs> Also, in my toast, I have a Joe Marler update. Oh, nice. The Harlequins did get that horse to the water and redeemed the big loss to Ulster with a 28-22 to 22 bonus point comeback win over the Wasps. Now, do you guys know in rugby what a bonus point comeback win is? I have no idea. No, I, I have no, no idea. Yeah. Uh, no. But they did it. That's the point. That is true. However, they followed that with a draw against Leicester. Oh, so no. the horse left the water oh, or something. something. Oh, well, we thanks for the update. <laughs> did yeah. it drink or swim by winning? Do you? We're not we, sure. don't we don't know. know I don't know. <laughs> no. Marler has not gone back to his horse cliche <sighs> metaphor, but <sighs> I'm watching. Yes. And when he does, I will let you know. All right. <laughs> uh, we have a roast for tonight. Yeah, so I, I was looking around to come up with a roast, and so I, I found this, this, uh, this story that I thought was kind of interesting, um, and maybe it just makes me old-fashioned. Um, but this was about a guy, I don't know if you guys have seen this one, but this guy that had, um, has had chips implanted into his hands so that he can... Potato uh, or corn? No, I, I'm not really sure what the actual makeup of the chip is, but basically it's a Utah guy, a guy from Utah, and he's been implanting chips in his hands. Uh, he currently has four chips implanted in his hands, uh, including an electronic Tesla key that allows him to unlock his car with just a wave of his hand. Um, and so he said, it says the other chips that he has in his hands allow him to unlock doors at work, log on and off of his computers and share contact information using the same technology as Apple Pay and Google Pay. Uh, so I thought that was a bit over the top, but uh, my favorite a part... A bit over the top? I don't know. <laughs> Embedded my, into his hand? Into his hand. But here's, here's my favorite now, who part. Did? Here's my favorite part of the story. My favorite part of the story was that he said most of the chips were installed by a family member. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just thinking at home, they're in the garage at home, and it's like, hey, man, oh. I, I need to get into my Tesla. Can you put this chip in my hand? Cousin um, Kenny comes over with yeah, his tool set. Yeah, and, and he said, buddy required the help of a piercing studio to implant the Tesla key. Mm. Now, if you didn't think that guy was cool enough, here's the cool part. He also has a magnet implanted in his left hand that he uses for magic tricks. 
Nice. So there you go. Nice. So I put that as a roast. It probably should have been a toast. Yeah, that guy's it's tough next. to say. No, it's, it's to not say a toast. Next, it is definitely <laughs> a roast. roast. So, so there you go. Please. So here, here's to you, man, with nice. implanted chips in your <laughs> thing and doing magic tricks oh, with the magnet. Dear. So that's awful. Yes. And that's oh. cheating for the magic trick. Just <laughs> yes, I, I, yeah. I agree. But no, someone's watching too much Star Trek. Yes. <laughs> Oh, we have a pour one out. Oh, we need a beer for a pour one out. I'm not done with my last beer. All right, All right I got to pour one out here, but we need a beer. Let me grab it. This is by Hen House, maker of my favorite oyster stout. All right, that's uh, a good point. So Hen House is a brewery up in uh, like Santa Rosa, Petaluma area. And um, I brought back, I shared with you guys already the oyster stout, and I believe they're porter, right? They're oatmeal porter. That so this is guess. this is known as the um, what's it called the best life, right? Best life is the yeah. So in Hanalsbury, it's actually the whole name is Best Life Extraordinary Everyday Beer Blonde Ale. So it's a blonde ale, four point five ABV. Um, says American style blonde ale with El Dorado and uh, Centennial hops. Like I said, it was a really cool brewery just to go in there. It's the only brewery I've ever been to where they actually bring the flight of tasters to your table and the person sits down with you and, ex- and, and goes through each flight, each beer you're you tasting and gives you beer. notes on everything you're tasting, which I thought was pretty That's cool. Awesome. Pretty cool. cool. Um, and this one, the one I went to was across the street from Lagunitas. So if you haven't been to Lagunitas, Lagunitas is the complete opposite where it's massive, uh, big, massive venue, uh, which was cool as well. Just from a standpoint, they had food and they had live music and all that kind of stuff. But um, you know, you, you, you have, you kind of have that, what they're owned by, I think Heineken. So you kind of have that Heineken feel versus walking across the street to the, to the small company that's built themselves up. And it was really kind of neat their attention to, to kind of customer service and detail. And What's think, the size of Hen House? Um, well, again, I, in I, comparison to breweries we go to, uh, I think it's pretty similar to ones here locally. So I think they're, this was their, I, that would be in Petaluma. So I don't think this is their main, I think their main one might be in Santa Rosa. They have two venues, Santa Rosa and, and Petaluma. Um, so I think, but I think they're very similar to some of the style, the, the sizes that we have here, some of our smaller ones. And so this is their Blondale, Extraordinary Everyday Beer. Now I think that, now I'm a literature guy, so sometimes I need a title to help me. The title helps the beer. Everyday Beer. Right, and that's what they said. They said this is just an everyday drink. John Hole would say this is beer tasting beer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right? Right. This is beer that tastes just like beer. So, but I knew you guys hadn't had it, and... Um, as they called it, they called it a porch pounder. This is that's where they use that term, porch pounder. This is one you in the, in a hot summer day you just pool beer. Yeah, this exactly. is what I kind of think what a Budweiser Accords is going to taste like. Right. Well, like when I think of what they're going to taste like, but they don't. They don't. But yeah. will will you can stay in the corner for me on this one. This is weighing in about three five for me. So it's a good ordinary beer tasting beer. Nothing wrong with it. How do you Not guys love feel about it? it? Uh, pretty close to that. Yeah, yeah. three five. I'd probably go give it a three seven five actually. That's what I think. I that's I think that's where it was. It's a very clean finish. Yeah. Yeah. The nose on it for me is just wrong. (laughs) Is it? You know. And the other thing that's really interesting to me is is I had it an on tap. It was it it was like it was better. You know what I mean? So I think maybe that's just in general too. So it's also one of those things we're tasting out of a can. I mean, I think that's natural. It's going to happen anyways. But you you definitely get a a difference there too as well. The nose. I almost think it's going to be a a Belgian type. Yeah. It's uh, yeast. There's something about. 
not and maybe it's it. just the hen house, the name hen house for me. Yeah, you don't like, you don't like, you're against chickens. You're <laughs> yeah. against chickens? <laughs> I might be against chickens. Don't so. get me wrong. But it's solid. I, I, think, I think it's a solid. If someone solid. bought me a pint of it, yeah. I would drink yeah. it. That's my. And the three rule is: yeah. if you yeah. gave me a pint, I'm drinking it. Yeah. I'm not sending it back, and I'm not turning it down. Well, I'm stretching to get. But to if three, I'm seeing a menu of yeah. beers, I'm, I'm not ordering this one first. But you're ordering their oyster stout. You already know that. One hundred percent. Or that. Or that oatmeal porter. Yeah. What's your take, Tom? I'm right there, probably low threes, yeah. three, two, five, somewhere in there. All right. But well, thank you for finding it for us. So this is a pour one out beer, and we're going to pour one out for 2019. Say what you will about 2019, but you can't argue these two points. It wasn't boring, and it's over. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. And the Big Lebowski, as the dude would say, oh, yeah. things been going. Oh, you know. Strikes and gutters, ups and downs. Sure, I got you. Well said. <laughs> that's all I got for. for that, I think that's, a, that's I think that's a perfect pour one out for tonight. Yeah, where we are right. in the calendar. Back to our guests. Yeah. So uh, another question here. I, I, I'll uh, using literary terms. I've said uh, for for you, Mike. We've kind of talked about this, you know, uh, off the air. That that for us, you know, you've kind of been our white whale. Uh, since 2016, when we first uh, we first connected on Untapped, and when you so, accepted us as yes, friends, as friends, and it was a big day for us. Um, Our so, wives want da- pictures with you, yeah, by the way. Yeah, so I was dancing uh, in the streets. But uh, so I guess for you, is in you terms of uh, white whale brews or beers that you've chased down over the years, is there any that you have kind of on that that you have that you you, you know say are must find, must try list? The thing about it in, in thinking about this is there's so many beers out there. There's so many amazing beers, and I've had so many amazing beers, and there certainly would, <clears throat> there certainly were beers that I've had, um, like Izzy and, and other beers that, that um, you know, people talked about and everything else. And for me, there's so many out there that it's, it's hard to go. There's just one that I really want to find. Um, to me, again, it's more about the experiences. Yeah. So for me, a, a trip to Belgium is is uh, and enjoying Lambic in, in the home of Lambic is is kind of that. that if you talk yeah, about a white whale experience, that, that. it would be to do that. And I have friends who many friends who have done that, and just haven't gotten around to it. So for me, that would be that to be able That's to drink one. drink beers cool. at at in um, at Cantillon and and um, Fontaine and Fontaine and and, uh, and Tilken. Uh, so to do that would be that would be it rather than just one, one one particular beer the so. experience versus the beer yeah yeah nice how about you um well i've always thought that white whale was a funny literary reference yeah. to yeah. use i mean <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert for moby dick right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> captain ahab dies in yeah, his yeah, yeah that's a good point white whale you know yes. what beer do i want now to scream know. from hell's heart and stab at me yeah. <laughs> i'm trying to that's get it that's the question uh but um what beer would you die for i love that you just quoted moby yeah. i'm so excited right now that joel <laughs> quoted from moby dick <laughs> kind of i mean kind of similar vibe to mike but there was there was always like um you know like a, a like short list of beers like oh, i'm really curious about that i'd like to try that i'll try and find it um and before we started recording you guys were talking about doing uh, you know beer yeah. trading shipping across country so um at at one point i got more into doing some beer trading and i think one of the earlier um uh whales that i was trying to get was uh vest Letterin's, uh 12 like it's their quadruple ale um which turns out I ended up finding it here in San Diego. Uh, <laughs> I was trading. There she is, <laughs> I, I, right off the coast of San Diego. But I, I so when I found that, I was like, "Oh, awesome! I got that." And uh, and then I, I 
sent it to someone like, if I send you this, can you get me uh, Dark Lord from uh, Three Floyds? Just regular Dark Lord, mind yeah. you. Just the normal one that comes out every year, once a year. It's like a Russian Imperial stout that has like um, it has like brown sugar. It has a couple of adjuncts in it. I think it has vanilla in it too. Um, and I was like, get that for me, you know, because uh, I had come from the Midwest and but I wasn't like into the beer scene enough to be the kind of guy who hopped in a car and drove across state lines to go to this metal festival that also was the release. <laughs> of, you know, my, the a couple of my Lord. friends did it, and I was like, I, I don't understand. Yeah. And was, that, so that was a friend that I hit up, and I was like, I'd like to get that. Um, I finally got to try that, and I was like, awesome. And then another whale was Sam Adams' Utopius, um, which if you guys are familiar, they do that. It's a Solera Method beer they release, I think, like every other year. They just released the 2019. Finally did get that one, and that's delicious and fantastic, but I will never again like plunk down the <laughs> 300 bucks or whatever oh, it was. Wow. I went in on it. We co- I co-owned it with a friend of mine, no. but we you know we called up all the BevMo's when it came right. out, like, and they're like, we got one bottle. We're, like, we're going to come get it. <laughs> it's more like a liqueur than a beer, but yeah, it's, it. there's no weird process other than the Solera method and lots and lots and lots and lots of barrels from decades that they blend together to make that. So those were kind of yeah. like the whales. Exper- this, again, it was like an experience thing. Right. Like yeah. we, we yeah. cultivated an experience around those and beers. And the story, no. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, nowadays, cool. yeah, it's the same kind of thing. It's like I, I just enjoy the camaraderie and I enjoy hanging out with people and someone will pull out something and I'll be like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> I've been curious about that yeah. one. You know, yeah, I'm excited. Right. I'm, thank you for bringing that. Yeah. yeah. Great. I think for us now it's become that same type of thing. It's more about locations, right? To go and, and, and go to Austin and check out the place where yes, someone told regions. us about, someone told us about Virginia and said, hey, you need to go there and check out these, you know, that, that kind of a thing's become yeah. kind of what's really cool about it. Yeah. Some are the breweries and some are the regions for yeah. me. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Magic hat. Yeah, I, I just want to go to that brewery. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. looked at it online. If I go there, I've, I've, I got to check that out. Right. But some are regions. Like yeah. now, Richmond is definitely on that list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think any doubt. All right, so kind of stepping the opposite end of that. This is a question we kind of ask most of our guests: Is uh, um, were your dad's beer drinkers, and if they were, what did they drink? Uh, actually, I, I grew up in a dry house, mm. um, and uh, for religious reasons, so mm-hmm. my experience with alcohol uh, didn't. Uh, didn't develop until later in life <laughs> for obvious reasons. Right. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, so, so interesting. Yeah. So now, I mean, I think my dad now is w- with my influence has tasted a few things here and there. Nice. Um, my mom was always had a little bit more proclivity to, to, you know, to trying things. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I, so I grew up with, you know, no, no experience uh, in my own house. I had uncles and aunts and that sort of thing. You know, I was around it to, to a degree. But um, yeah, so my my yeah, early not. experience was not. How about you? Oh well, just as an aside, Mike has always been the kind of person that you you could trust his tastes one hundred percent, rock solid. Like I always, I, I learned pretty early on. Like if Mike said, recommends something, he's like, oh hey, you know, you should go to this place. They have a great whatever burger or something. You're like. Then oh, it's legit. Go, yeah. Mike knows what he's talking about. And I learned <laughs> that. I was like, wait a minute. He's like batting a thousand on these uh, things. Uh, my dad, um, he did drink beer, occasional, occasional beer drinker, and he did drink uh, Sam Adams from time to time. Oh, it was like yeah. Boston Lager. Um, my dad has sadly passed away, mm. but um, he was uh, alive to share with me a little bit in my enthusiasm for craft beer, and That's so cool. he got to appreciate some other styles, and uh, he really liked, uh, he came 
to visit here and he went to we went to stone and he tried like some cask version of stone's pale ale that was aged on like szechuan uh, peppercorns <laughs> and like cedar spirals or something and yeah. he was like this is delicious i yeah. love it yeah. it was like Hops room rubbed temperature on a thighs. yeah it was like <laughs> flat and uh and towards the end he really really liked uh trappist beers a lot mm. oh very cool yeah one of my favorite photos is you at Bottle Logic with him, right? You took him to Bottle Logic. I did. I took him up to the Week of Logic. I dragged him yeah. up there with me. <laughs> yeah. Now, Bottle Logic makes that dark lager. That it's, I don't remember if it was a dark lager or a black lager that we had up in the pub shed. Oh, yes. That it, yeah, that's yeah. up in Anaheim. Oh, yeah. That I just thought was a fant- just an amazing. Yeah. I've had a couple of there, uh, theirs with mixed results, but that, that dark lager, I, I want to get some more of that. So uh, you now both of you have impressive social media presence on, in the craft beer scene. Uh, how does that? What role does that play in your lives as beer aficionados? So my craft beer 007, um I love James Bond and I love craft beer. So when I created a, a Instagram handle, it was has nothing had nothing to do with getting followers. Right. It was actually <laughs> I actually realized I, I love craft beer and I love sharing my experience. But if I put all the stuff that I drink on my personal Instagram, people think I'm <laughs> a problem <laughs> yeah. without without context, yeah. without knowing yeah. anything yeah. about crap. They're like, "This guy's a freaking alcoholic." Yeah. You're yeah. talking to right. two school teachers here, so yeah. we get it. So, so you know, so I created Crapper 007 just for this experience of just posting stuff, and I did it totally incognito. I mean, I did it totally low key, where. My friends found out, Joel and the rest of the Tuesday Night Beer site found out about it by accident. They didn't even know oh, I created that's it. Funny. And I think I had a few thousand followers by the time they, they, figured, <laughs> out, they figured out that I had done this. And um, so I, I did it initially for that. And then just to be able to exp, you know, express the joy that I have in, in, in craft beer and following other people. Right. And, um, and so the followers that I have, I didn't see, seek out to have as many followers or whatever that's it was just about again community connect with people um there's a lot of there's a lot of accounts out there that don't follow people back like they'll have a bunch of followers and they follow like a thousand people right i if somebody's a it's a beer instagram and they follow me i follow them back it's it's not for me it's not about you know trying to cultivate this dynamic of of exclusivity it's just like it's about community and so um so that's like i said mentioned earlier it's been an amazing tool for me from a community standpoint of just connecting with people, um, trading uh, across the country, um, sending, you know, same thing. People, people can't get certain San Diego beers and I can't get beers from wherever they are from. So it's been a, a tremendous thing for the very least that. And then occasionally when I'm in traveling around, I get to meet people face to face, but, um, but social media and same thing with untapped. It's, it's, it's been the same thing. So, uh, but yeah, my, my, my Instagram was not created and I and I just chose the name just because I go like, what's something that I like that nobody else has yet? Yeah, that's and no one will figure out who I am. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. And now here you sit, uh, yeah. legend. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> no, no, it, it's real. <laughs> if nothing else, because we keep saying it, so that makes it true. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, for me, I think the real the the beer social media aspect started with Untapped. With, with becoming a more kind of a communal thing, a community of, of ticking different things and trying different things. And it was less about the ratings at first and more about um, just trying new things. Uh, and uh, back in, I mean, you can still do this, I think, but back in the day I had it hooked up to my Facebook. Yeah. And I didn't actually actively share anything to Facebook, but 
since Untapped has like twenty thousand uh, badges that you can earn, <laughs> it just kept posting badge after badge after badge after badge. <laughs> so my Facebook was just a Joel just earned a you know IPA yeah, lush yeah, level yeah. thirty three or Must something. Must be Tuesday yeah. night. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. drank you know one hundred and fifty, and I was yeah. like, I need to disable this. Yeah. And uh, and then that, at some point, I found out about Mike's beer Instagram. I was like, that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, so I just followed Mike, and I was like, this is this is. This will be something I'll try doing. And um, I don't post as many posts these days, but I do use it for stories. stories and yeah. uh, the stories are really fun. I didn't, I was not about the stories when they started because I was like, eh, Snapchat. I wasn't yeah. into that kind of thing. Right. I'm like, they're just trying to copy Snapchat. Yeah. But now I get a lot of cool, fun interaction with mm-hmm. people. And where do people find you on Instagram? Uh, 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 stories. Uh, I am called Beer with Pleasant Strangers on Instagram. Rhymes with clear and present danger. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Clancy novel. I like that. Yeah. Also, I guess mm. Supreme Court. Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes came up with that like theory or something of like suppressing free speech. So it kind of has like this dark ominous uh, 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 meaning that I didn't intend for when I made it. I just thought it was really catchy. It is catchy. Nemesis to 007. It's got that vibe yeah. to it. Oh. <laughs> well, beyond quoting literature, uh, Joel, if you ever want to be completely entertained. Um, so if you watch my untapped, uh, the the most I'll put is like Tuesday night where I was where I drank the beer. Right. Um, Joel talked about earlier about using untapped to take notes. He literally takes notes, and we'll put notes in there of what he thinks of the beer. But he's also very witty, very sharp. And if you just go to his untapped just to read his descriptions of beers or his uh, review of a beer, you'll be entertained as well as enriched enriched and educated if I ever get that friend request I can can start doing that I think we've been sitting on the waiting list (laughs) (laughs) I like beer the podcast where you're sitting right now Joel (laughs) I just realized you guys have three different ones yeah well we all have all of our our individual series but Joel what's yours Uh, my untapped is just Joel man J-O-E-L-M-A-N nice I haven't switched it up (laughs) <laughs> you guys ready for another unique? Yeah, let's, let's do, it. do it. Absolutely. I'm going to pass this around. Tom brought this. You want to tell us a little bit about it, Tom? Yeah, this is uh, one that I scooped up when I was up in the Santa Rosa area over Thanksgiving uh, from Bear Republic. Uh, oh, nice. It's an American IPA at 7.8 called Hop Shovel. And uh, ironically enough, I last time I looked, anyway, it's something that Mike hasn't had either. Mm-mm. So is, is that ironic? Uh, by, by the yeah, way, and Joel's ironic? here, yeah, and I have Joel. a feeling Joel's going to back me up on this. <laughs> Not irony. <laughs> I don't know. It seems ironic. Not an irony. Don't you think? Not uh, even close really to an think, irony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll decide. <laughs> he what just irony hasn't is, had okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> now this is this is a one that I really thought uh, it does have a hundred IBU. Ooh. But it doesn't come across that way. It mm. comes off real smooth and smooth. soft. So, I mean, when I looked at it, I tasted it, and I looked at it, I'm like, that's not 100 IBU. It's like I you agree. were saying earlier, Mike. Uh-huh. Somebody had a, somebody miscalculated there, but it comes off really smooth. Yeah. Oh, it's got a very smooth finish. All right, I can't, I can't take it any longer. But speaking of irony, <laughs> <laughs> Joel's quote from Hell's Heart, I stab at thee as Ahab dies, killing the very whale he sacrificed his entire life chasing down. And then the whale goes on to destroy the Pequot. That's irony. Yeah, it is. The fact that <laughs> Mike has not had this beer, not irony. Kind of like, yeah, yeah. like this beer. Yeah, <laughs> Joe. Totally ironic. Totally ironic. 100%. Don't yeah. you think? <laughs> it's our irony, okay? Mm-hmm. Herman Melville. Yeah. Well, that's very good. Mm. It is good. It's really. dank. 
we're too old to say dank, but, yeah. <laughs> but I agree. Yeah. I'm not going to question right your yeah. appraisal. I'm going with dank. You going with dank? Yeah. I yeah. pick but up you're the a young one too. I'm a, yeah, I'm a yeah, 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 faintest yeah. aromas of like a licorice or anise on the, mm-hmm. on the nose. I it has that. Says, you're right. It says hop varieties include mosaic, meridian, and Denali. I think it's that mosaic that's mm-hmm. doing it. It has that hop profile that always to me seems peppery. Yes. And I know that's not quite the right vocab word for it, but, but to me so always comes, maybe the licorice um, is a little closer to it, but to me always comes a little peppery, a little peppery yeah. which I like. I'm just, like you said, 100 IBUs, I'm amazed how smooth it is. Like it, it doesn't yeah. have that. And that's why I got it, because I was just amazed. That, hey. Are these uniques for both of you? Yeah. yeah I think so. Same, at the right. same time, Racer 5 was another beer that yeah, I drank a lot of really on. Good that was, uh, oh, Cafe Racer 5. Yeah. Too, yeah. we Churchill's X. We yeah, we, really we had to bypass. We, we, we don't yeah, talk about Bear Republic. That, yeah. It's nothing we, against Bear Republic. It's no. not their fault. We were on a we were on one of our trips and we were don't, all. No, please don't. I gotta I gotta bring it up. They don't understand. <laughs> I'm leaving the room. That's okay. Hey, well, but but we were so, we were on oh, our way. Still an open wound, And we apparently. were talking about yeah, going to Bear Republic, wound. and then uh, some parties within our party uh, forced us to go to a winery instead. Ooh. And so we went to the winery, and by the Is time it Halloween, we, yeah, by the time we got done with the winery, Bear Republic was closed. Oh, and that so happened. that happened. Let's just say that that we've not we haven't quite got over that yet <laughs> at this point still. To this day. And that was three years. That was four years From ago. From hills hard I stab at thee. It was four years ago. Almost four years ago, yeah. But we uh, went to a... But we're not bitter. No. We're not 100 IBUs about it. <laughs> but, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, But anyways, that was that was the last winery we went yes. to four years ago. That's a true story. Actually, I, I told you, I've, I've, I've figured out the life hack on how to get by going to wineries. Yeah, you <laughs> did. Yeah, yeah, you Don't find get it away. Closing Don't time. Give away. No, I'll give it away Don't, to you guys. So yeah, yeah. you find out what time they close. Mm. And you go in like 20 minutes before they close yes. because then it's like, hey, I took you to a winery. I took you to a winery. You you tasted Let's, a few. Yeah, <laughs> tasted a few. And for some reason, wineries tend to close a lot earlier than breweries. Than breweries. So <laughs> it works out pretty well. That's because nobody can stand the people that are there. <laughs> oh, 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 ouch, ouch. I'm kidding. <laughs> Will, Will laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, what about Will? Can Will come out for this? this to me, this is a straight 4.0 for me. This is a yeah, really a tasty yeah. IPA, a lot of hop profile to it, a lot of bitterness, but not overboard. Um, I give it, that's a four to me. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's All a four right. for me. All right. Once it hits your lips, it's so good. Well done. Thanks again, Will. Yeah, your Thank patience you. paid off, Will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike and Joel. You're here on a special night for more than one reason, not just because you're here, although that that certainly is special. Um, This is our holiday beer exchange, for one. That's the first thing. Our goal was to find a unique beer specifically for the person whose name we picked out of a hat. So let's find out what people got oh cool dun, dun, dun. Yeah. yeah so joe we've already had yours so that had that's a, yeah we had that harlan Thank brewing yep. blackberry cobbler which yep. was, was met with great approval and joe what'd you think once it warmed up a little bit i liked it i liked it the same i think uh it got i got a little more of the fruit mm-hmm. once it warmed yeah. up a bit and the vanilla was kind of hiding from me for the for the whole time i felt like and the graham cracker was a nice addition i was kind of wonder how they did the graham cracker mm-hmm. did they did they crumble a bunch of graham crackers in there? <laughs> was that a nightmare to clean? Right. Well, if they'll ever answer my email, I will. We will meet I with them and we will find answer. out. Yes. Once they opened, us <laughs> suddenly they were too busy for a little podcast like us. <laughs> but we're coming back to you, Harlan. Yeah. Uh, talent. 
Uh, so I drew uh, slow-mo. And so uh, the hardest part for me was, obviously, if I'm going to buy something for slow-mo a beer, I had to get something from Sierra, Sierra Nevada. Nevada yep. So the hard That's part was thing. finding something from Sierra Nevada that he didn't have mm-hmm. or that he wouldn't get the minute he sees it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I put in the moratorium at the beginning of the he month did, that yeah. you're not allowed to buy anything <laughs> beer-wise for yourself for the next month. So... Speaking of Trader Joe's, I was walking around Trader Joe's and this guy was asking this other guy there or the guy that worked in there was saying, hey, have you tried this beer from Sierra Nevada? It's great. I went, Sierra Nevada. (laughs) I looked over it, pulled up on tap. Tom hadn't had it. So I've got the Fresh Hop IPA Celebration, the 2019 version for you, Tom. Um, So there you go. And then uh, as just an added bonus, just came back from Portland. So oh, I got you some oh, Ruby McMenamins nice. as well. McMenamins. Nice. Which is one of Tom's favorites as well. So. Here, yeah. Two of his two favorites. Yeah, there thank you go, Thomas. You. So, thank um, you, talent. Merry <laughs> belated Christmas. But happy beer exchange. Yeah. <laughs> Merry beer exchange. Uh, Joe, whose name Way did you pull over up? over gift, talent. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I apologize. That's just embarrassing. He's yeah. known Tom a long... Yeah. How long yeah. have you known Tom? I've known Tom since third grade. Yeah, back ah, in the day, we were true. having some rubies at uh, <laughs> yeah. Jefferson Elementary. <laughs> no, since thir- since class. since third grade, I've known Tom. So playing soccer uh, and whatnot. Right? That's right, exactly. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, good memory. <laughs> Joe, who, whose name did you so pull? I got Todd, but I accidentally already drank the beers. <laughs> but that seems pretty appropriate. <laughs> well, what did you get? That him? seems pretty appropriate. He's on vacation. Oh, he no, doesn't no, care. I still have beer for you, Todd. <clears throat> Does anybody so, know what Todd's a doctor of? By the way, is it is it environmental science? Is, I, it, yeah. is it marine biology? Is it proctology? What is he a doctor of? Doctor. If anything, it's, he's just yeah. a he certainly seems to have an interest in all three of those. Yes, <laughs> he does. So I, from Pure Project, I got Fingers of Gold, which is a murky IPA. He's a hazy oh, IPA he's on guy. the hazy train. Six point five ABV with cashmere, El Dorado. You know, little lean into the ocean and fish mm-hmm. with El Dorado. Moteca and Mandarina Bavaria hops. Um, it's available October through December, and they give one percent for the planet, which is very Todd. So that that is very Todd. Todd. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what I got. Them. Well done. There you go, Doc. Oh, Joe will tell you all about your gift yeah, and how and good how it was, it was when you returned. <laughs> yes. But he's skiing; he doesn't care. Yeah. Okay. And Tom. Well, I had you, Mister Jeff. That's why I'm so interested in yeah. this one. <laughs> well. For you, Jeff, I had to think long and hard about this, but it's time for the Vikings to conquer Scotland again. <laughs> so as you know, I had, a, had an Icelandic beer from Einstock uh, during my recent Thanksgiving tour. And uh, I came across this one, ironically. Oh, <laughs> don't you think? Doubtful. <laughs> it's called Icelandic we heavy. Oh, from the watery part of the world. Uh, and it's a, it's a Scottish ale, and I know how, what a fan you are of I Scottish am a ales. giant fan of the Scottish ale. And uh, I know what a history buff you are, so I figured between the Vikings and Scotland, uh, this would be a good one for you. All right, so what, what do we got? It's called, like I said, Icelandic We Heavy. The Icelandic We Heavy. Oh, and they're t- so oh. Uh, happy uh, Christmas, happy drinking. Beermas. Wow, will happy anyone try one of these with me if I open one? Yeah, of course. It's not on the schedule. Oh, no, <laughs> but that happens. But I'm so excited about yes. it. We do take a lot of detours. Here. I got to get mm. a splash of this. Yeah, I like it. Well, thank you, Tom. That's why you own your own podcast, right? You can do whatever the hell That's you want. Exactly. Yes, I own. Yeah. I own. Yeah. We. Yeah, I think we own it. own it. Yeah. And can you give us the rundown on where we're at on our budget? Are we? Uh, how are we uh, doing? Yeah. Profit margin. Did we get our 2020 yeah. budget approved yet? Yeah. 20 put, it's all approved. <laughs> How much? Zeros down the line, maybe. Studio time. Thank you, you Tom. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, 
I can say this safely without the doctor here. This is a really nice can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, it is. I like the Viking. So the, so the cool thing about this one is it's, it's brewed with locally farmed smoked barley and spiced with native Icelandic angelica. Nice. A fabled herb ancient Vikings used as currency, ironically. So you went all the way to Iceland to get Not this? Tom, you're committed. Well, yeah. So it's got money wow. in it. Yeah. You know, I figured it had Another to travel long and far to find something that Jeff... Now, here's one of those had. things where those biases come into play because I just... As soon as I see Scottish ale on right. anything, I'm already... Ex- I'm in. Yeah. You get to see <laughs> yeah. it Sold. Yeah. And I think it's absolutely delicious. Yeah, it's But actually does it get the Scottish ale bump? I don't know, sure. but I think this beer is delicious. Anybody with me? Anybody like this? I like or it. is it like the oyster stout? Yeah, we all no, no, dumped, no, no, no. You all dumped it right in front yeah. of me while I was saying yeah. this is I, delicious. See, for me, for me I'll, I'm just going to throw that because I know you're big. Full bore is my favorite yes. like ale. I would say this is just a tad below the full bore. Yeah. To me, this but it's, is. But it's still very good. To me, this is full bore, Piper Devil's Down. Devil's Canyon. Ever, ever mm. Devil's Canyon up in uh, mm. San Carlos. Mm. Um, it's actually a really cool brewery. They're only you can o- bring it to Tuesday night bottle. I will there bring it go. to there Tuesday night bottle. I have a few left, but uh, they're only open on Friday nights. So you can only go. But it's really kind of cool when you go in there because they have like six or Thank seven you, uh, food trucks that they open up. <laughs> they usually have music and that kind of stuff. So it's a big event on a Friday night. Um, but they have this. They have theirs. It's called Full Bore Scotch Ale, and it's mm. uh, it's one of my favorites. I put this right with with uh, Ballast Points Piper down. I think it. I think it's, it's delicious. Yeah. No, it's very good. Is that that's everybody? No, got that's everybody. everybody. Okay, yeah, I think okay, we did okay. it. Yeah, I got so excited about the Scottish Shale, I forgot what I was doing. <laughs> All right, so that was our there was our holiday beer exchange. Thank you. A second big deal tonight, as we've done every year of this podcast so far, <laughs> so far, <laughs> so far, we have some major awards to announce. That's right, we do the 2019 ILB Beersies. Time to announce the winners. Remember, it was an honor just to be nominated, it but was. to win, that is really something, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And the winners are for best microbrew hangout. Uh, the beers he goes to Viewpoint Brewing in Del Mar, California mm-hmm. for their patio and that, the beautiful yeah. views there. I'm going to quote uh, brewer Mark Purcell of Oceanside Ale Works. True that. <laughs> <laughs> for best beer name. Uh, the beers he goes to Wookie Love from Culver Brewing in Vista, California. Nice job. For best fruit beer. Uh, the beers he goes to Pure Project Sunset Crush with strawberries. Yeah, definitely that strawberries version. Yes. The organic yeah. strawberries. Yeah. For best ale. Uh, beers he goes to Duckfoot Brewing's Drink This or Bees Will Die. Best Mexican lager. And this beers he goes to Alesmith Sublime. Hands down. <laughs> Hands down. Best Oktoberfest Marzen. Uh, beers he goes to Wavelengths, Marzen Attacks. Good job, Wavelength. Yeah. Maybe you could answer an email. <laughs> <laughs> well, they will once you send them their beers. Yeah, yeah, when they get the award. <laughs> let's, let's deliver it in person. Yeah, yes, we will. It's just right down. It's, it's yeah, a, right. a yeah. half a mile down the street. Yeah. Best dark beer. Uh, beers he goes to Aztecs Macaroon Nut Brown. There's that brewery where you go for a single beer. You at the end of the night, where are we going? Nut Aztec yeah. Macaroon Nut Brown. That's correct. Best sour. Uh, beers he goes to Coronado's Tiki Sunset. Oh, I love that beer. That's great. 
And final. Uh, that was my Eve. gateway sunset. That's that's yeah, pretty much why. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was your, that was your, your It's my gateway, gateway sunset. Sour. I'm gonna say that. There your, might your be gateway sour. My gateway sour. There might be some better sours out there, but that is my gateway sour at this point. That, oh, it's so good. That, I felt like that, I was in Hawaii. It was phenomenal. Yeah, it was good. And best new beer podcast this of was, 2019. Oh my gosh, Do you want to go through the nominees one the more nominees time? One more time. <laughs> I'm was, just going to go with the winner. And it was very close, but it is I Like Beer, the oh podcast. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Surprise. 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 It won winner. by it a single vote. Yeah, it was honored. So John Hole with yeah. Drink Beer, Think Beer. <laughs> yeah. Close second. Yeah, he God was close. Hall, close. Legend yeah. of the industry. But, hey, uh, you lost by a single yeah, vote. Yes. Uh, the ILB team who voted... Uh, we won three to two. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, but it was just an honor being nominated. Yeah, remember yeah. that, John. Yes, Hang John. in there, kid. You're yeah. going to make it in the yeah. industry. Yeah. But for right now, we're on top, and it feels <laughs> really good. good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fun giving ourselves awards. Yes. Jeff and I made our own award for yeah. our work. For our work, it's true. We did. <laughs> You should share it. It's good. The Jeff Award. That was great. That's the Jeff of the Year. Jeff of the Year. Jeff of the Year. We sat in the back of a meeting years ago where they were giving awards out to their their friend. The administrators were giving awards out to their friends, and we said, oh, we should just make an award for ourselves and give it every year. So we do. And we're on like year six or seven now. (laughs) We're on year eight. Eight. Holy cow. With honorary Jeffs now. Yeah, yeah, we ran out of Jeffs. Yeah, so. Ah, sad thing. Yeah. Where are we now? Well... We had the Scottish ale. Boy, was oh, that, that was so good. That was good. tasty. Welcome. But, you know, I'm still enjoying that revision uh, distance haze, that, that Northeast double IPA. And, and Joel, you, you made me appreciate a beer when it warms up because usually I drink too fast yeah. to notice. It just gets tastier and tastier. So shout out Things to Revision Brewing Company. Nice job. Um, and... For our critic out there, it's an 8%, and I'm still drinking it That's and impressive. loving it. That's yes. impressive. I think it's time for... Lighten up, Francis. All right, so uh, so here's what I got. I was looking through the the, uh, the headlines recently, and I and I saw this headline, and I felt like, uh, you know, there's a couple different ways you can look at this, but basically, I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a 70-year-old Florida woman who had to be tased three times and physically restrained. <laughs> you didn't have to say Florida. We knew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and physically restrained uh, well, deputies oh, were trying to... Ex- Florida. I'm sorry, what state was it? Uh, Florida. Okay. Uh, trying to execute an arrest warrant. So basically... Wait, wait, uh, can you go back? Because I was laughing too hard about Florida. Well, I'm going to go over the... Rep- Here's the arrest report. The arrest report says that the deputies were greeted at the door by the seven-year-old grandmother. Um, after another subject inside the home became uncooperative, uh, she told uh, deputies that they could not enter the home without a search warrant. Uh, they explained to her that, hey... We're enforcing an arrest warrant. We don't need a search warrant. Yeah, so we she, don't need a search warrant. She advised them, hey, you're not coming in the house. And no, they told her, in. They told her, hey, you're going to be arrested for obstruction. You're not you, coming. Sonny, you, you will okay. not talk to me that way. You're not coming in this house. So she tried to shut the door on the deputies. And uh, deputies oh, no. said, hey, we're going to arrest you at this point. She began to resist. It says here that she pulled away from the deputy. Oh, pushed, she did not. And she's 70. She pulled away. <laughs> yeah, pushed him in the chest. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the deputy drew his taser and pulled the trigger. Uh, first effect. Taser number one. Taser number one. First attempt had no effect on the seventy-year-old nice. lady. Yeah. Uh, so then the deputy, and let me get this straight, is then the deputy drive stunned her in the back, uh, which proved effective, uh, and this drove her to the ground. 
So that for you that do not know tasing uh, terminology, drive stun is a technique where you use a taser directly against the body rather than firing the probes. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, so she yeah. drove this seven-year-old oh, grandmother to the ground yeah. with a with drive stunner. Yeah. She was so resisting arrest. She went to the ground, continued to resist, so she was warned that she would be tased again. Uh, she continued to resist, so the deputy drive stunned her again, uh, this time with no effect. So then a second deputy jumps in, and they both managed to restrain the seven-year-old and got her, her handcuffed, handcuffed her. arrested, and taken oh off. My God. So I'm just going to put this out here on a lighten up Francis note, is that I, I think we're pro- Law enforcement. I think yeah, we're yeah, pro-law yeah. enforcement podcast. Sure. But this is a seven-year-old grandmother. Yeah. How many uh, listeners do we have in Florida before I say I'm pro, uh, I, pro Florida? Well, I don't know about Florida. But so, anyways, all I'm going to say is that I'm feeling like two deputies could have taken down a 70-year-old. You know, I, 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 get, I, get, the, I get the first tase. I yeah. get the second tase. But three seems three. excessive. No, first, first tase for a 70-year-old makes perfect sense because yeah. they just don't listen. listen. That's a good point. <laughs> but uh, to drive stun her. As I, I learned new yeah. terminology to the ground, I felt like that was a lighten up, Francis, and well deserved double lighten up, Francis. There you go. <laughs> Talent, your research never ceases to uh, yeah. To I amaze some dark me. areas of websites <laughs> to yeah. find some of these stories. Yeah, the dark web, yeah. All I'm doing is following Joe Marler. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. and you're you're, you're going one trick pony, and you sure. go where maybe you shouldn't go. Probably the Florida news. Yes. Yeah. Uh, happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. <laughs> uh, uh, it's time to discuss, and I don't know if you have any. Do you have any brew year resolutions? Yes, I said it. Brew year resolutions. Yes. Talent, what do you got? Well, I think uh, as I've learned a lot this year. I will say doing this podcast, uh, reading John Hall's book, I, th- I felt like that was enlightening to, to open up my eyes to different styles of beer. Um, so I feel like my brew year resolution is to continue that path, uh, to continue to explore um, sours this year. And I feel like I'm finally willing to open up uh, my taste um, profile to even maybe try some Belgians. Yeah. yeah. So nice. I, I'm going to try it. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm, I'm going to see. That's, that'll be a big uh, hurdle. That's, That's a, a big step. That is a big step. step but I, I feel like I'm, I'm ready. Six, seven years ago, yeah. I couldn't get you away from a Mexican lager. That's a good point. Yeah. So look at you now, Look how far I've come. So there Proud you go. Proud of you, kid. <laughs> how about you? Uh, I'm going to Lost Abbey with Joe. There you nice. go. And now it sounds like you're coming too. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be there too. Uh, okay. Mike's going to be there. And I'm going to try to increase my vocab about how I describe a beer beyond that's good <laughs> <laughs> and juicy. And I'm adding the word dank. Yeah. Thanks to Joel. That's a good point. Thank you, Joel. How about you, Joe? Um, so, you know, I, I don't like being challenged or I like being challenged. I'm only going to drink 10 plus ABV beers for When you say something, you're running a marathon because you opened your big mouth. It's a good All right, I'll back off of that one. No, I'm going to convert five people to sours. That's Oh, that's well. Oh, you already have one. I already have one. So your hand, your new handle is the sour evangelist. We're actually at toolbox an hour after Mike. Cause remember we were Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh, Mike Lopez was just <laughs> here. Right. And then we're like staring and untapped saying, where does he check it next? Where yeah. does he check it next? Yeah. This was two or three years ago. Right. And and must but but we couldn't finish our flight. We're no, like, but I, no, I'll be honest. I walked into us. I had that was the first time I'd ever had a sour. I went, what the heck is it? I, I'm like, the uh, guy did warn us. The yeah, beer tender did, did warn us. Have you ever had a sour? I'm like, no. He goes, you've ever had a sour? And we won't be in business long. Um, <laughs> no, they were not I wish they were so I could go back now. Now we'd probably love them. I could probably appreciate it. I still have some... Some bottles of theirs, so okay. we can right. we can, right. we can, we can check those out Tuesday. Tuesday night. <laughs> How about you, slow mo? 
I endeavored to join Mike and Joel at Tuesday night beer. Oh, society. very good. That's, that's a good plan. Yeah, that's a good, absolutely that's good. and increase my so. untapped score <laughs> to try to get closer and closer and closer to Mike. And Joel. You will not. <laughs> no, it won't happen. But good goal. You can get closer, even, even yeah. if it's by no. percentage. But then a Tuesday will happen, uh, and you'll yeah. go farther away. Yeah. So, <laughs> how about right you, Mike? Motivation. You got any? You got any uh, brew year resolutions? I'd say to just to drink more great beer with great people. I mean, you know, every opportunity that uh, I can, it's. Wherever I am, it's what, what I want to do. And uh, my life has been so enriched by the relationships that I've gained through craft beer. And so, like I said earlier, it's more than just drinking beer. Um, so, yeah, every opportunity I can. And I'm, I'm glad to today to have increased my my relationships yep. and uh, yeah, connecting awesome. with you guys. So It's been wonderful uh, having been you here. Doctor's yeah. not here to meet him. That's so. true. Yeah. That's probably doctor appropriate. doesn't think yeah, you exist. That's probably yeah, appropriate. Because we'll yeah, actually tell him, hey, he wasn't real. <laughs> so Mike now, doesn't think the doctor exists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and, and Joel, Where's how about you? Yeah. Uh, same as Mike's. I mean, drink more beer with more great people. But also, uh, whenever we do the shares, or any shares for that matter, we always, I always take lots and lots of pictures <clears throat> of beer. And then at the end of the year, I'm looking back at my photos, and it's just beer, 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 beer. And then there's like a person, like a cat. Hey, what are you doing in my picture? My wife. So I'm gonna. I want to take more pictures with human beings and people because it's always a great holding beer. It's always a great group of people, and I and I just never get pictures with human beings in them. I've heard that from my daughter when she goes through my gallery on my phone. Like it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So you've uh, come to understand how much we've stalked you. So when is the restraining order going to hit? <laughs> yeah, are you uncomfortable or are you flattered, Mike? <laughs> You're probably uh, anti. Uh, it's probably anticlimactic uh, at this point, but no, it is not. Like it is <laughs> not. And Joel, you're in trouble. This is. <laughs> we have a new candidate. ILB team and listeners, what a way to start 2020! Beersies, Mike Lopez, and gifts. Thanks to our guests. Thank, thank you guys for being here. Yeah, we really you. appreciate yeah, we it. Do. This, we really this do. has been thank awesome. You for us. Yeah. Thank you to our listeners. Uh, this has been a fantastic uh, start to our podcast. Uh, we love what you're doing. Keep listening. Keep sharing. Keep drinking great beer with friends. But right now, we got to run. B double E double R U N beer run. B double E double R U N beer run. All we need is a ten and a five or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N beer run.